Hello, hello, and welcome to Therapy Eve. As a, <laughs> it's uh, it's Monday, but tomorrow I have therapy, and I thought, um, geez, will I ever make it through the first ten seconds of a show without saying um? Um, oh fuck, I guess not. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> oh, we're off to a great start. Um, I oh for fuck's sake. So I'm thinking maybe the show needs theme music. I'm not Hundy P on that one. It's something I got to look into. Some people I got to reach out to and kind of see because there's some podcasts I listen to and I know the hosts and I'm curious like, hey man, where'd you get your theme song so I can fucking totally bite it and rip it off? Mm. Uh, anyway, it's Therapy Eve. Tomorrow is therapy with the therapist, obviously not with the fucking dog or something. So I thought after the... The episode that April created by posting and nothing on Snapchat. Um, maybe we could uh, turn Sundays or Mondays into Therapy Eve podcasts where I, I get on here and I kind of go over the homework since, you know, we're exposing ourselves so much anyway, we might as well go whole hog and uh, really put ourselves out there. So um, I'm going to try not to talk about April too much in this because it's percolating in my head now and I'm... Well, you know what? Let's just talk about it now and get it out of the way in the front half so that everybody who's tired of hearing about fucking April can fast forward. I'm not putting timestamps in. Figure the fuck out. Um, yeah, I kind of was percolating on it all day. I talked to the Frenchman about it a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I don't know if a voice note is the way to go because it'll just sound like this, just um, 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 uh. So we're leaning towards a text now. Um, fuck's sake. If this was a drinking game, I would be so dead already, but I'm thinking a, th a text is probably the way to go with this. Um, fuck. <laughs> and sister, I can hear you giggling at me trying not to say it now at home, so thank you. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I think a text is the best way to go, but the more I kind of think about it, the more I don't really know what to say because it's kind of... I don't know what I'm looking for. Like, I don't really, I don't know. Like, would it be nice for her to come back and say, we can try again, we can work on it? Like, yeah, obviously that would be kind of what I would hope for, but I really just, that's kind of in the outside realm of uh, what I think will happen. So I don't want to send this text and be like, I want to get back together. Like, that's why I'm messaging you because... I don't, it's just kind of, you're setting yourself up for sadness, I think, doing that, because the chances of that are so low, but if I, this is very psychotic to plan a text message this much, too, I realize, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what I'm looking for, obviously, like, closure, like we talked about, and I'll probably just say that, like, look, I, this, that, and the other, but, okay, and we're gonna try not to talk about April, because I didn't bring it up in the homework, and, you know, I I feel really bad making Jilly talk about... Uh, ooh, I almost said her real name. Bad. Bad Rackham. I feel really bad making Jilly talk about April all the time and kind of dealing with it. I'm like, I'm sure you're sick of this fucking high school drama I bring to therapy. And like, I can't get over her. <sighs> and one day I will... Sorry, that was foul. One day I'll be able to breathe through my mouth. Mouth, nose. And when I sit down and record one of these and... 
Uh, there won't be so much yawning. Or I'll remember to breathe. One of the two. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bad human, apparently. So, okie dokie. So, I got the homework here. Um, I'm really sorry. I'll, when I take a break here to make a drink in a second, I'm going to blow the old Nas. But, so, this was for last Tuesday. And she had started by saying, and I talked about this on a previous episode, probably on Wednesdays or something, but... She had said she wanted me to put myself out there more professionally and personally, and at that I derailed that conversation um, by telling her what a ridiculous human being I am at work. So, which was kind of the goal because I don't want to talk about putting myself out there personally. I think I would, um, like I've said, shit myself to death basically and die. Um, and I know she's going to circle back around to this. She always knows when I'm deflecting. Um, and then we kind of learned this lesson this week, shockingly fast, uh, with May. Um, it just, I have a note here that says I should be validating myself, which kind of circles back to how we had talked about this. Like I heard the therapist and I, not y'all and I, 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 when I was with April, I was looking for a lot of my self-worth and validation in her validation of me and her reassurance and thinking about it like fucking hell that must have just been exhausting for her and she's a trooper for putting up with it as long as she did honestly because like i'm sure it must have just like sucked the fucking life out of her dealing with my neediness so you know what for kind of all the tomfoolery that happened at the end and um how much i don't like how she treated me and how she handled things and how i handled things like props to fucking her for dealing with me so well and like she just didn't kind of intuitively knew how to support me um and i don't think i ever really returned the favor to her uh that well that's the uh lack of empathy i think but there i go mouth breathing again like the dirty cave creature i am um and then we really learned that with may right because like i was halfway there already and when April would, well, there's no point in pussy. Like she was just fucking ignoring me at the end is what she was doing and putting in the bare minimum because she had told me she was checked out of the relationship, blah, 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 blah. There's a whole story there. But when May would do it and like it would send, okay, no, when May would, not when May would do it, when April was doing this shit, it would like, it would send me off the fucking deep end and like I would just lose, like just obsess over it, and like what do you? It was it would just turn into like a make your own choose your own adventure where it was like, this is it, she's leaving me, this is the end, blah blah blah. And I just couldn't pull out of the spiral. It was just constantly in like this kamikaze nosedive. Um, but at the same time, like if you're gonna fucking disappear for three hours, maybe let me know. That's kind of the not, that's kind of just the nice thing to do, right? But fuck me, I guess. Um, but with May, like she was the same way. She would just kind of vanish for an hour or two. She wouldn't tell me she was going to work or whatever. And like I didn't spiral that hard because like I'm still checking my phone and being like, oh, she replied yet. But it wasn't like, 
I was sucked into this like black hole of making scenarios in my head and panicking and freaking out and like, was she? She's blocked me. She doesn't want to talk to me. Like, um, it would, and it kind of just as the week went on, and time went on, it kind of just turned into like, I would get mad, and like, well, okay, mad's the wrong word. I would get upset because I'm like. Like, we've talked about this. Like, I'm pretty upfront within the first few days of meeting somebody new. Like, like I'm a big texter. I don't mind talking on the phone. I don't mind FaceTiming. Like, whatever your communication style is, I'll adapt to. But if you're going to fucking fall off the planet for hours at a time, like, could you just give me a heads up? And May knew this. And she still did this shit. And now we know she was just leading me on. Or wrestling with how to tell me, like, she's just not that into it. Because I don't want this whole podcast to sound like I'm blaming all these poor girls. Because I'm not. Like, obviously, I'm the common fucking denominator here. But, um, so, yeah, I wouldn't spiral and, like, just catastrophize in my head when May would do it. It was just kind of like, well, this is really disrespectful. Um, Like, you know that this is, like, the number one thing to me. And you're still choosing to not respect that so I don't know and it's like I said on another episode like oh I learned a lesson here so on the next one maybe I'll learn how to like set the boundary right up front and then after that one crashes and burns on the fourth one I'll uh I'll know how to set and enforce the boundary so (laughs) I'm hoping that's not the case um dating apps are just kind of not doing great for me I don't know it happens but anyway, that was just a little note I had taken because um, the therapist said it was important. And I can see why, because this is a thing I do, right, where I seek external sources for my personal validation. And that's just kind of what we're trying to get away from. So moving into the homework here, um, I swear to fucking God, I'm going to have to title this episode just um, 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 um. Not a fucking, not a fucking thought in my head. Jeez Louise. So, uh, you know what? We are going to be right back after these regularly scheduled messages, of which there are none. I just need another drink. So, BRB. All right, you spicy senoritas. I am back in the saddle. So, (laughs) interesting little conversation with the Frenchman during the break there. But, uh, fuck. Moving right along. Also, just while we're still on the topic, are we still on the topic? Of, yeah, we're, we're kind of talking about April. Uh, while we're still on the topic of April, the experiment continues uh, if she's stalking me. So, not stalking me, uh, Snapchat, like monitoring my life. Anyway, that experiment continues. The Riz Lord is half convinced I'm right. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so, we talked about. I should be validating myself. Okay, so the uh, the meat and potatoes of this last week's homework was uh, what would it take to make... the? These are the questions the therapist had posed to me, and this is kind of how we do it. At the end of the session, she'll, she'll put a question to me or questions, as she did this week, that are obviously applicable to what we had talked about in the session. So last week, we were, shock horror, talking about... Um, believing positive things about myself and having confidence. So Jilly really stepped the fucking game up here this week. Cause this was a, 
This is harder than she normally makes it for me. So the questions were, what would it take to make me believe uh, the positives about myself and to have confidence? What does confidence look like in me and what will it take to make me believe in that confidence? So normally I break these into sections and just kind of, it's the same as the podcast, honestly. I don't plan ahead. I just kind of usually sit down the day before and hoon something out. So imagine what I could do if I really fucking planned ahead and kind of worked, really worked on it. But each session's only an hour and I'm pretty verbose. So, and this was a short one actually this week. So, uh, get ready to listen to me read my own words. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> okay. So starting us off strong, what would it take me, what would it take to make me believe the positives about myself and to have confidence? Okay. And this is the response. Uh, what a strange question to have to answer. You're really ramping the difficulty up for me here, Jilly. Although it makes for good content for the podcast. And yes, I really did write that. Uh, to start, I suppose, to believe the positives about myself would start with a ch- change in mindset and outlook, which is what we've been focusing on lately. To have confidence, I feel like it just takes repetition and practice, almost like it's a skill. Uh, so approaching situations with a mindset that I will not use self-deprecating humor, but I will also not be arrogant. I will simply say thank you and move on when I receive compliments. Okay, we're going to break here. Um, so there's been a lot of talk the last couple of weeks with her and I about... Um, how therapizing me is kind of, it's, an, it's measured in like degrees, not, not massive swings and big changes. It's very much like a degree at a time, a step at a time, slowly. And then we're starting to reach the point now where the steps and the degrees are adding up and I'm noticing changes in myself and kind of how I handle situations like with May. Um, So it's kind of, it's very interesting, and I kind of briefly touch on this at the end, but it's very interesting to see, and let's just mix fucking metaphors here, the mountain and the forest getting closer as I walk the path, but uh, this is something we had talked about, it's kind of like, how do you, I'd have to dig back to last week's, uh, which isn't in the note, but it's kind of like, you know what, now I fucking have to, because... I don't have it on this iPad. What a fucking pain in the dick. Sorry. This is great podcasting. We're off to a great fucking start here, guys. Although we're 14 minutes in. And also I found out tonight that GarageBand for iOS has a 64-minute episode length limit. So, uh, you know what? I don't really feel like digging this up because I, I can't remember where it is. But we've kind of been talking about... Yeah, like it's it's a degree at a time, a step at a time. Like it's little, little changes that add up over time cumulatively to make one big change or several big changes. And all of a sudden you don't even recognize how you got there. Like I talked about uh, two episodes ago probably. I can't remember when. But so this is kind of what we've been focusing on is her gently nudging me to change that next degree, take that next step and kind of, you know, think positively about myself. Cause that's kind of what we're focusing on right now. It's like, Hey, you have worth. There are positive things about you that you bring to the table and to the world and to your friendships and relationships. Let's acknowledge those and let's kind of start to make you believe that, Hey, you are worth a shit and you shouldn't go through life acting like you're not because it just lets people treat you like you're not, which we've established you fucking hate. So, um, 
Uh, you know, honestly, what will it take to make, what does confidence look like in me? Uh, bu- 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 and to have confidence. Like, this is kind of a hard one to answer, honestly, because I've never really been like a confident guy. I've always kind of been like, this is the wrong word for it, but it's kind of like the beta male and more of a follower, more middle of the pack. Like, I don't want to be noticed. So I'm kind of guessing he said autistically, but like, obviously I know what confidence is because I go into situations very overconfident and that is the opposite of what we're trying to get to here. Anyway, where were we? And receiving compliments, like she's trying to, and I'm working on it because normally I would receive a compliment and it would be instant, uh, instantly like self-deprecating. Like you look very nice. Well, so do bags of trash, but that kind of shit. So, um, uh, anyway, uh, but, but, but I will say, I will simply say thank you and move and move on when I receive compliments, approach situations that are difficult or challenging with the mindset that I can accomplish whatever the task is. Instead of believing from the outset that I will fail regardless of the effort put the effort I put in, it really is just a willful, persistent effort to change my mindset. Uh, I I believe, although I could be missing a step. So this is another one. I we've talked about this. I tend to fucking catastrophize and like see the word. I'm a pessimist kind of by nature, or just by learning learned experience. But I tend to approach new situations and unfamiliar stuff with the mindset that like, well, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fuck this right up. Um, and that's something we're trying to change because it's hard to feel good about yourself and have confidence and be positive when you're walking into every new situation. Like, well, I'm going to fuck this up. A hundred percent going to fuck this up. So God damn it. Um, as fucking if, one of the first voice notes I did, and I'm really sorry, guys. I know you're fucking tired of hearing about April, but I can't stop talking about her. So, because I'm not over it. So, y'all get to fucking hear about it. One of the first voice notes I did when I started doing them, trying to work this shit out so that April wouldn't fucking leave me, I said, I had this belief like, you are going to fuck this up. You are 100% going to fuck this up. And then, it's going to be nobody's fucking fault but yours. And in the end, I kind of made that a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, so <laughs> go team. Fuck. <laughs> and this, it's like, I just, it would be good to get another go knowing what I know now, another try, because I can see so clearly where I went wrong in so many ways. And it was just, and now, and now we're playing this fun game of like, do I watch what I say? Because someday she might hear these. Um, but at the same time, like, we're working through shit. And it was a shitty breakup. And fuck. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I wasn't ready. I thought I was ready and I wasn't ready. And I should have been more honest with myself. But I couldn't stand the thought of losing her. And in the end, look what I got. So, uh, moving right along. So the first part of this, this is back to the homework. The first part of this I'm fine is much harder to address. I'm finding And the first part being, what would it take to make me believe the positives about myself to really believe the positives about myself? And there are many, as you've helped me see you being Jill, 
is really a matter of outlook and attitude adjustment. But with how impatient I am, it can be frustrating not to see immediate results, to see myself fall back into old patterns and habits, to see myself reacting to situations in ways that are counterproductive to what we're trying to accomplish. So this is some of this is, was kind of what happened with May, right? Where, yes, I was able to look at her sucking and texting and be kind of feel disrespected and mad. But at the same time, there was that tiny, tiny little spiral where I was like, like she's blocked my number. She's leaving me. It's not going to work. Like I fucked this up. So there was a little bit of that still, obviously, like I'm not perfect. And it's only been two or three months of therapy. So like, I'm not healed. Therapy saved, therapy saved me. And someday I probably will say that, but, um, but yeah, it's the impatience that I really struggle with where I'm like, it's been three months. Uh, why aren't I any better? Why am I still have bad days? And But I'm finding, you know, the good days outweigh the bad days a lot lately. And even today, like I was thinking about April all day and missing April and kind of wanting to text it in this and that and blah, 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 and doing these little thought experiments of like, are you stalking me on Snapchat? And it didn't like crater my whole day like it would have even two weeks ago or a month ago. So fucking small victories i guess here kind of oh that's too loud um so yeah like therapy's working obviously like i've said it just takes time and i really am an impatient person i want things right right fucking now give it to me give it give it so and then yeah letting like blowing my top my temper like there's there was a situation a couple weeks ago where i fucking flew off the handle and came unfucking cunted and uh, the Frenchman actually had to talk me down off the ledge from basically firing a guy for, it was kind of a minor infraction, but at the same time, like there's a longer story this guy has a pattern, but it doesn't matter. But it was, my reaction was not proportional to the infraction. So, uh, yeah, just Sometimes we, we regress a little bit and fall back into our old ways because they're comfortable and they're our old ways. So, um, And I made the very... Oh, Tinder. Was my boost a success? Let's see. Uh, it was not a success. Why are you lying to me, you lying ass bitch? Oh, anyway. Okay. Um, see myself reacting to situations in ways that are counterproductive to what we're trying to accomplish. But that's the rub, is that it's not an overnight process, but I am seeing changes in myself that are shocking when I notice them. I'll come out of a situation having handled it very differently than I would have two months ago. Definitely a case of one step at a time, and before you know it, you're halfway up the mountain. And then I have in uh, brackets here, a poor metaphor, not a personal assessment of where I'm at. <laughs> I guess it's just a one step forward at a time kind of situation, building it up slowly but surely and reinforcing it. But I'm already further ahead than I was in that I do believe that there are positives about me. So that's a big deal. Because when we started, like, I feel like she really had to dumb it down to kind of get me to to respond to this because, like the whiteboard thing, like write positive traits about yourself. And she gave me like a little worksheet that had a list of all these positive traits and I had to pick three and say why I thought that I embodied them. And that was like, it was so difficult to say anything good about myself. It was so difficult and it kind of still is, but like being able to admit like, Hey, 
Like, there's some good shit about me. Like, I'm pretty cool. Not cool, but <clears throat> I'm all right. And, like, I add value to situations in the world. And I have something to offer. Like, that's a big fucking deal for me. And it's a long, long way from where I started. Where I started therapy because of April. And I'm pretty sure the first session... Uh, with Jilly, I was complaining because April was taking too long to call me. <laughs> like, sometimes I, I think of this shit, and I'm like, no fucking wonder she left me. She's a trooper for <laughs> sticking it out as long as she, she must, uh, I don't know, but. So yeah, like, it's, and this is what I said when I started the podcast a week ago, but even, like, I listened to episode one today, and then I'm going to listen back to this one, and I'm a little buzzed, a little drunk, let's say, but the energy levels here that I'm bringing tonight are so much higher than where I was at in the first episode, where I was like, welcome to Dumber Every Day. I'm your host, Rackham. Let us discuss dating culture. <laughs> so, I don't know, it's cool just to kind of find your groove and and, like, even this podcast, like, I knew it was Therapy Eve, so we were going to review the homework and stuff. But, like, just yarning and not <clears throat> just strictly reading out of the fucking homework. And then, oops, it was only 15 minutes. Blew. So, how entertaining this is for anybody but me, fuck knows. But, um, so, yeah, it's really, really cool to kind of look back um, to August and see where I'm at now. And... Again, let's just compliment April some more. Not that it's <laughs> short of me sending this to her. I don't know that she'll ever hear it. But, like, I never would have started this if it hadn't been for her. So, like, some good did come out of it. Like, obviously, um, I ended up in therapy, which is something I desperately needed for years and just kind of ignored, like we've discussed. But if it wasn't for, like, how much I was willing to fight and do anything to make that relationship work I never would have started this and it's funny how a healthy relationship can kind of make you do that because when I was with January like it didn't fucking matter I could do no wrong until I could and it took almost 10 fucking years to get there so <clears throat> but with April I it was like right away, I could feel the difference. I could see the difference and that actually caused a fight at one point. But, um, and it was something I wanted to hold on to so tightly and because I like never wanted to lose that feeling. And then I held on too tight and I lost that feeling, but <laughs> never again will you feel that feel. But, um, yeah, if it wasn't for April, like I never would have started therapy and we wouldn't be here. I would be this miserable fucking cunt who... Uh, would probably just be mad at her and not acknowledge like his part in the the shitstorm that was like and but on this flip side like she she hasn't acknowledged her part in it so but maybe she sees it the same way I do her behavior was a reaction to my behavior which was a reaction to her behavior so it's again the self-eating snake because we didn't fucking talk to each other which is why communication is my number fucking one so we can be thankful to April because she got me into therapy. And then if there's one good thing to take away from kind of how that all went, it's that she got me into therapy and I can see the changes. And it's, it's, it's I just can't expound 
the values of it enough. Like if you can swing it, do it. If you think you need it, you need it. If you don't think you need it, you definitely fucking need it. Um, so thank you, Jelly. You're really just a lifesaver straight from coming out. <laughs> I'm not going to say where she's from, but okay. And then we move into the back half here. So this is back to the homework. What does confidence look like in me? What will it take to make me believe that in that confidence? So, <clears throat> and now we're kind of getting into portions of the therapy that I've just never really talked about because it hasn't kind of come up on the podcast. It's not scooching. Uh, it's not, it just has never come up in the podcast. So get ready to learn something new about your old host again, which I sent the podcast to a couple people today. So I'm really sorry when you guys make it to this episode and your jaws are on the floor. Like I never knew how fucked up he was. It gets worse. Um, okay. I want to say that me with confidence would be someone at ease with himself and his place in the world. Maybe a quiet certainty about who I am. Not as much as I used to, but I tend to worry about where I fit in the world or focus on how I don't fit in. We, Jelly and I, spoke, have spoken previously about this previously, just in a general sense that I don't fit square peg round hole situation. I don't know that I'll ever get rid of that feeling, but if it could be... Oh, I could yawn. <sighs> oh, old man mouth breather here. I don't know that I'll ever get rid of that feeling, but if it could be less of a priority in my head, that would be good. To me, confidence is just secure in who I am to know the foundations of what make me, me. Okay. So we actually kind of talked about this in one of the real early episodes, like one of the earlier episodes from last week, the real early ones from fucking Tuesday last week. <laughs> it just feels longer than that. Cause we're on like episode eight now, but, uh, yeah, where I was talking about, like, I don't really know who I am. I just kind of know traits about myself that I don't even know that I could say are like carved in stone because I'm very malleable. My per that then that's just this is maybe a reaction to my mother's insane behavior as a child, but my I find my personality is kind of malleable depending on who I'm with. So I've heard I think I've heard that that like chameleon like ability is kind of a way you protected yourself as a kid from not an either an abusive parent or like a shitty situation. So, uh, I don't, I'm not saying my mom is abusive. There was never any of that, blah, blah, blah. But <clears throat> this whole thing about not fitting in and knowing my place in the world, this is something Jill and I have discussed actually quite a bit because, and I don't know, like if this is, like a TISM thing or an ADHD thing, but like my entire life, <clears throat> I've never really felt like I fit in anywhere in groups of friends and social situations in, in really anywhere. Like I just kind of feel off. Like I'm just missing something in the social cues and the conversations and kind of what's going on around me. I've always felt like I'm just missing one thing that makes it so hard to understand how to interpret a lot of this stuff. So like social cues and I'm kind of shit with body language uh, at times. I pick up on it a lot better and shockingly over text. Uh, I would do this with April all the time. She could send a text that was totally normal and I'd know right away. I'd call her and say, what's up? What's wrong? 
and blew her fucking mind half the time. Like, how'd you know? But yeah, so it's, it's hard to feel confident when you feel like you're missing something and you're not fitting in and you'll never fit in. And, you know, the Frenchman asked me this one time a couple of years ago. He was like, like, what does it mean to you to feel at home? And I told, and this was, this should have been, this is called foreshadowing kids. Again, we're back to <laughs> foreshadowing. But um, <clears throat> at the time I was like, you know, I've never really felt at home anywhere with anyone. And I was with January at this point. So <laughs> there is one place in the world where I have truly ever felt at peace. Um, and it's tainted a little bit with bad memories of a bad relationship. But I try and get out there every summer and just sit and enjoy the silence and maybe take a notebook to do some writing. But... There is one place on this planet that I have ever felt total, like peace, calm, serenity, whatever your word you want to use. And other than that, yeah. And to me, home is kind of not a place. It's more of almost a feeling, but that is a little too philosophic for my silly little podcast about getting drunk and shit talking. So, but yeah, so Jillian and I have talked about this. I'm pretty sure it's the tism. She's, she's not said one way or the other. I don't think she's allowed to, but we're pretty sure it's the fucking tism that makes me feel this way. So I don't, and that's what I said. Like, I don't know that this feeling will ever go away because it's just kind of been with me my whole life. But, um, and like, like I said, like to just have it not be so in the back of my head constantly that like you don't fit in, so you're missing something, like something's not, to just be able to not care so much about it would really, I don't know, that's kind of something her and I have to work on. It's early days for that kind of shit, but just, and maybe my definition of confidence here says a lot about me, but it's, someone at ease with himself, like, I don't know, I'm kind of half the time very uncomfortable in my own skin and very hyper aware of like my social failings. So, and his place in the world, like, yeah, I, <clears throat> I just kind of want to know where I land in the rank, in the hierarchy of the world and in people's lives. Like I like to know where I stand. Um, there's something else in here. We've spoken about this previously, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, secure in who I am and to know the foundations of what make me, me. So, <clears throat> we've touched on this fucking 10 minutes ago and a couple episodes ago. I don't have what I would call a full understanding of who I am and kind of what makes me tick, which is why we're in therapy, but... To have a more complete understanding of myself, I think, is a is a goal here. And to be secure in who I am, like, this is something we're working on. Because my, my self-confidence and my validation, and we nailed this down real fucking early, 
come from came from a lot of external sources. So, hmm. talking too fast, breathing not enough. Trying to be able to find that sense of self worth from within uh, is is really a a big sticking point for Jilly. She wants me to not seek validation from external sources, which we've talked about to death, but okay. In the last paragraph here to believe that confidence, I almost want to say that I need to see how, Oh, did I make a typo here? I almost want to say that I need to see how two world reacts to me change, how the world reacts to me change. Because currently people tend to treat me like a bit of, fuck, I wasn't even drinking here. Good way to spell. Like a bit of a doormat, talking over me, ignoring me, et cetera, et cetera. I think if people listen when I talk, weren't so quick to disrespect my boundaries, that sort of thing, I'd believe that I was giving off confidence that was picked up by others. But again, it might just be one of those things that take practice. Like you said, the one week, fake it till you make it, which I'm not a fan of, but in this instance, seems like it might just work one step at a time. So yeah. I don't know, this is kind of a, I don't want to say like, oh, sorry, I need a new fucking micro on this one, I'm not a fan, fucking Amazon Basics, but, um, like, I'm very hyper aware of how the world reacts to me, and how, and my behavior, and my social skills, and mannerisms, and blah, 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 <coughs> um, fuck, I need a mute button here is what I really need. So, and yeah, it's like I said there, like people just kind of tend to just talk over me when I'm in the middle of a sentence or, um, oh my God, I gotta pick this up again. Yeah. Like treat me like a doormat because I just can't set boundaries and I'm so conflict averse and like to be confident, I, and to believe, Jeez, Louise, I'm forgetful tonight. Like, to believe that confidence that I have it and that it exists, like, it would require me observing the world and people in the world changing how they react to me, I I think, if that makes sense. It does in my head. Like, and like I said, people wanting to listen when I talk instead of being so quick to talk over me and not treating me like a doormat and people you know, respecting the boundaries where I say, Hey man, like this is offside. Um, don't do this. I don't like that. And having it be respected because it's kind of a fucking uphill battle half the time. I don't have any specific example in mind. I just know that it is. So, um, yeah, one, one step at a time here. And I should really write that on the fucking whiteboard one step at a time because, that's how we're doing it one little step at a time and then all of a sudden it's a thousand steps later and you don't know how you got to where you are so it's a slow burn it is really a slow burn but like I said it's only been two months for me and I've already seen some very impressive changes in myself and how I handle these kind of fucking silly situations I put myself in shock horror (laughs) my mother's shaking her head somewhere I'm sure but 
I'm really grateful that I've gotten to this point with myself before I had kind of realized all this shit about April because it's what's the word here? Like it's painful. It really is. And the uncertainty kind of makes me nervous. Like what's going to happen? Because she's, she can be very reactive if she misinterprets something or interprets it in a way that she doesn't like. So that is kind of why I'm stressing over this text because, or this voice note, whatever I decide to send, because (laughs) Jesus Christ, I sound like I'm getting back into, (laughs) no, but it's there that like, I tend to not think when I speak and this was kind of a problem we had is because I would just say the first thing that came to my mind and come to find out, well, oops, it's stuck in her craw and she just been stewing on it and didn't tell me about it. And then she fucking blows up at me and it's going hell for leather, tearing strips off me. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of why I've just been rolling it around in my head like what are you gonna say because you don't really have a reason for reaching out to her because you're not gonna reach out and be like oh you're back together because that's a losing exercise so what is the purpose for reaching out to her there has to and this might just be like dude brain because i do the same thing with my buddies like i can't just text you and say i miss you that's gay um there has to be a reason and you know january and i would fight about this during covid when we were in lockdown because I, I miss the homies and I would ask her every day, like, is it gay to miss the homies? And then she would just say like, why don't you just fucking call the Frenchman? And I said, I can't just call him. You don't understand. There has to be a reason for the phone call. She said, yeah, but you guys talk on the phone like almost every day for like 40 minutes to an hour. It seems like, and I said, yes, because half the time, one of us will call the other and say, Hey man, this guy's blue, right? You go, yeah. Yeah, this guy's blue. Why? You're like, oh, one of the apprentices was just asking me. Anyway, what's going on with you? And there was a point to the call. He was calling me. I was calling him to ask a question. And then whatever comes after that, well, the call had a purpose. And then we just got to yarn in. So, <clears throat> oops, bummed it with the titty. Um, yeah. So that's why I'm just kind of tismly thinking overthinking this text and maybe i just need to fucking shoot from the hip go from the heart tell her how you really feel get the boom box uh no that's the height of insanity but i don't know i should do it sooner rather than later because this podcast is just kind of quietly turning into the april show and i actually i'm really sorry this was never what it was supposed to be it was just supposed to be an outlet for whatever was on my mind and unfortunately for all you listeners what's on my mind right now is april because of the fucking podcast too because i wasn't really thinking about her until i started doing the podcast and now i'm thinking about it like am i trying to convince myself that of something like there's and this is the pessimist in me and maybe I put this out in the world and then I get it back tenfold, but like, there's probably nothing there. But at the same time, I don't know how she 
felt about me at the end. Obviously not great because she broke up with me, but she broke up with me because I was stressing her the fuck out and making her life way more difficult than it needed to be during a already extremely stressful time for her. So she was, it was self-preservation more than anything. But I don't know that she ever, I don't know how she felt about me. She just never, and you know what? That should be answer enough. If I don't know how you feel about me because you're not telling me, well, there's my fucking answer. And this is what I did when we were together. I defended her treating me like shit. So I don't know. Maybe I just need to talk about it some more and we'll, we'll get to somewhere. I don't know where, but we'll fucking get there. But children, boys and girls, I think that that is going to do it for tonight's episode because that one fucking flew by. Holy cow. Therapy Eve episode A+. plus. I need to write more for the next one. But now that I know that GarageBand is kind of limited to 64 minutes before it just fucking stalls out, I'm going to have to just keep an eye on this and be a little careful with the episode length, I think, moving forward. And if we find that we're starting to really bump up against that 64-minute limit, then I'm going to have to probably switch over off the iPad to a more computer, a desktop computer-based program, and then use the iPad for the shorter yarns. But it's like, God help me if I end up <clears throat> sitting down and doing a two-hour podcast. Like, I can't imagine having that much to say. But I couldn't imagine that I could go for you know, 45 and a half minutes here tonight. And here we are fucking 45 minutes and a half in. So, um, all the usual, thanks for listening. Uh, I really appreciate all the listener I do have besides me. Cause you are out there. I see you on the stats page, but, and I need to start putting this at the front of the show because I don't know how many of you actually make it to the end, but if you made it to the end, you know what I'm going to say. Um, if you go to the episode page on Spotify in the app there, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, there will be a little Q&A section. I did change it for last week's episode. I think I forgot for yesterday's. But what I'm looking for here is how did you come across the podcast? Because I've done no promotion for this thing. I just started recording and posting it. And I told two people in my life. So if you are not my sister and you are not Kayla... Let me know how you came across it. Did Spotify recommend it? Did it just, did the goat make you laugh? Did it just come up on a random search? Like, I'm just kind of curious how the algorithm works and how people find this shit. Because like, I there's some stat where it's like some somebody starts a podcast every fucking five minutes. So yeah, I'm just kind of curious how the internet and algorithms and AI work. So, and, you know, all that usual rah-rah, rah-dee-rah, fucking rate, rate the podcast on iTunes because it is on iTunes now. And give it whatever you think it deserves. I'm not going to fight you all for five stars. If you think it's two stars because I can't shut the fuck up about my ex, then, hey, put her down. But, um, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with me on Therapy Eve. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Uh, stay good and... Fuck, I need to come up with an outro. We need intro music and we need a proper outro because I can't just keep biting on fucking we mean well. But that's going to do it for me. Y'all stay good and I will see you in the next episode. Huru.